Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back, folks. This is episode 33 of Off the Edge. Joining you, as always, is your hosts, Jake Ellenbogen, myself, and Cameron Lynch, the former Rams and Buccaneers NFL linebacker. Uh, Cam, how you doing, my guy? Man, doing good, Jake. It's great to chat football. Training camp is underway. We're seeing these one-handed catches. George Pickens, I think, had a crazy one recently. So uh, the Giants did as well. I think we recorded the Giants, um, the NFC East last time. And right when we posted, right when we threw it up on social media, there was a one-hand interception there. So, man, who knows? After we talk about these divisions, Jake, I'm going to have to change who I think is going to win it based off of training camp videos. Who knows? (laughs) Well, we can't be that reactionary because that's it is it is the life of well everybody is turning heads at camp, uh, everybody is having their their best year yet, and uh, then, you know, they face the music and uh, all the the sunshine and rainbows go away, and uh, it's reality, and not everybody has their best season, uh, coming out of camp. So, uh, before uh, before we dive into it, I would just ask if you like what we're doing, be sure to subscribe. Let us know in the comments section. Hit the like button. Um, you know, go tell somebody about the show. Yeah. We're, we've been growing a lot. We have 577 uh, subscribers on our Ooh. YouTube channel. So uh, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, but you continuously watch us, uh, definitely be sure to do that as well as hitting that thumbs up button. A thousand, right, Jake? We want to get a thousand subscribers maybe by season kickoff in a couple couple months or so. That's and we start we start getting that bag. It's a, it's a little aggressive. It's a little aggressive, but hey, why not? I'm gonna have goals. <laughs> why not? You gotta have goals. That that's what keeps you alive, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, do do that. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. Although we should probably be a little bit more active on our Twitter. That will change. We will during the season. Yeah. Uh, at Off the Edge Show, and you, you can follow uh, Cameron Lynch at Cameron Lynch fifty. You can follow me at JK Bogan. So uh, before we dive into that. Bet online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your own mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And in addition to that, underdog fantasy. All right. I think it's time, Cam. We're in August. We're going to start, you know, interacting with the fans. We're going to start doing some drafts. Um, You got to use our promo code off the edge, though, to get a 100% bonus match on your first deposit of up to $100. So off the edge, the link is in the uh, description below. Even if you're listening on audio. Okay, if you're listening to just the podcast, you're not watching the video. The link is in the description. Oh, snap. So hit that link <laughs> and come play some fantasy football with us. We cannot yeah. wait to do that. Uh, bet, you know, the, the thing that's awesome about Underdog Fantasy, if you don't want to do fantasy football for whatever reason, you can actually do their pick them. And so, Cam, their pick them is like, you know, say you got, I don't know, Matthew Stafford going into the game uh, week one. And the pick'em is set at two thirty-five and a half passing yards, and you decide if it's going to go higher or lower. And if you go higher, uh, 
you can win money if he goes higher. If you go lower and he goes lower than that, you can win money. I mean, hey, it, it works out well. So definitely yeah. check out Underdog Fantasy today and use our promo code off the edge. And Jake, All right, it, sorry, Jake. It would matter if yeah. Cooper Cup was playing, right? If Cooper Cup is playing. I'm definitely going over that two thirty. Okay, gotcha. Well, gotcha. well, I mean, you could do you could do what I always do if Cooper Cup's playing and he has you know a higher or lower uh, set. I always go higher on the yards. Mm, I appreciate this education, Jake. It's like I said, I haven't really played fantasy football, so this kind of pre-education prior to is uh, is really nice. Really nice. I got you, man. <laughs> I got you. So uh, you know what else we have people with? The AFC South. Ooh. And that is what today's preview show is all about. Next one next week will be NFC South, mm-hmm. nice. which you know very well because, I mean, you only played in the NFC South for – you know that time with the Bucks, so yeah. you you know all those teams. You've I had do. your fair share. You show the 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 common love because you're like, all right, game recognized game, but also yeah. some hate. I got right? some story. I got some stories, Jake. I'm looking forward got to some stories. Looking forward to next week's show, but I'm also excited about this week's story because there's someone on the, one of these teams that I see with the Syracuse, Jake. As you know, we talk about our sleepers. I got some Syracuse guys as my sleepers, and he said, "Hey, Cam, you came out with your top ten linebackers list, and I wasn't on it." And mind you, one of these guys, I went, to, I went to Syracuse with him. He, His official visit, I hosted him, and he was like, he's in the league now. He said, I didn't like your list, buddy. I wasn't on it. So I'm looking forward to talking about that today, Jake. <laughs> oh, man, he came at you. Bro, he he high key came at me like three weeks ago, too. This is before training camp. So uh, I told him, hold on, be patient, my guy. I got you covered. <laughs> so you, did, is- you, you did give him an honorable mention, though, if I'm not mistaken. Jake. You, Jake, I think you kind of know where I'm headed on this one. You do. So yeah. I'm excited yeah. to dive into it. <laughs> no, I got you. And I'm just going to, I'm probably going to surprise you. So just we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get into it as we do. Yeah. Uh, starting off the AFC South standing projections. This might come as a shock to you and some viewers, but this is how I feel. Number one, the Jaguars. That's not the shock. Number two, the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Mm. Number three, the Houston Texans. And number four, the Tennessee Titans. Cam, what are your four? Ah, I like I like what you did there. So wait, you said you had Houston at your number two, you said? I have Houston at number three. I have the Colts at number two, and I have the Titans at four. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I I believe in the, the coaching staff at the Houston Texans. So first, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one, because – they're on fire. Number two, I'm going to go Houston, Jake. I think they're going to turn things around. I oh, think, wow. I think they're the culture that they have, I think they're going to turn things around a little bit. And then three, I got the Colts because of that young quarter, strapping quarterback that they have there, and we'll talk about him soon. And then four, I got the Tennessee Titans. We both – all right, so I thought it was going to shock you. We both have the Tennessee Titans at four, and I love this because, I mean, you know, obviously we disagree on some things, but most of the time I think we do agree. But we we, we disagree on enough to debate. And yeah. so starting off with the Titans, since we both have them at four, look, the Titans roster just doesn't overly – impress me they have guys on the defensive side that i really like they got Bayard, you know they got uh you know sean murphy bunting from tampa bay i think that's a really good pickup they got a monty hooker you know they got christian fulton a second rounder out of lsu that i really liked uh in the 2020 draft caleb farley is on physically unable to perform but you know he's somebody that i've always really liked coming out of college arden key is interesting uh, aziz you know al shair um, you know, is another linebacker that I really liked on uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Monty Rice, third uh, round guy in 2021. 
Harold Landry, you know, uh, they have guys. Rashad Weaver kind of showed out a little bit last year. You know, Jeffrey Simmons got paid. Uh, Tyre Tart is, you know, that big guy in the interior nose tackle. Autry is a good player. But then when you go to the offense, it's like really the Derrick Henry show. If Ryan Tannehill goes down yet again, you got Will Levis and Malik Willis. Um, you and I, I think, are a little bit higher on Malik Willis than the consensus. Um, and we have our we have our obvious thoughts on why Malik Willis is now a third string quarterback. Might not be in the league forever. Not really getting a fair shake. We have our obvious thoughts on that. I don't have to say it. I think it goes without saying, but you you know what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't like the quarterback position. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's not the same guy when they first got him from Miami. Um, I love Derrick Henry, but like, what if Derrick Henry goes down? Where's the engine for this offense? Oh, we have DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, who's throwing him the football? And is Hop like how good is DeAndre? You know what I mean? Like, is he still that great? All those teams passed on him. So yeah. I look at this and I'm like, Cam, I like a conk, the tight end. Okay. I like that they went on guy. They got your guy, Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati. Yep. They got Skaronsky. They have Andre Dillard who they signed. So I like two of the guys that they have on their offensive line. I mean, after that, Traylon Burks doesn't impress me. After yeah. that, it's just like, I don't know, man. I like Tajay Spears, but this is not that good of a football team. And they're what I keep saying. I keep referring to them in purgatory because they're not horrible. They're not the worst team ever. So they don't really have clarity there. And they're not really great either. So they're going to come in last place, I believe. And I think this is when it kind of all implodes. The Ryan Tannehill experience, he's not winning a Super Bowl. Like, they're not winning a Super Bowl with Tannehill. What is the point of having him at this point? It's just really confusing to me the direction the Titans are going in. And don't get me wrong, they got some guys I liked in the draft. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think Will Levis is going to, you know, take over by any means. Will Levis, Jake, I don't think you've ever been too high on Will Levis there. Um, nope. <laughs> never really been too high on Will Levis. Um, but, Jake, we talk about sleepers. Um, we talk about sleepers for the Titans. Um, you know, what is that going to look like? What is that going to look like? Who Who's going to be that person? I mean, Jake, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go my guy, Robert Woods, Bobby Woods. Jake, I know we talked about DeAndre Hopkins, you know, being that guy. He's on Houston now. Wait, Robert Woods went to Houston. He went to Houston. No this is what way. I mean. This no is what way. I mean. What What are the Titans? They, they're literally riding on DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, wow. Sorry. I just looked that up. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So. Let's reset there. <laughs> Let's reset there. <laughs> Robert Woods is now gone from the Titans. They have DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, Jake, let's not get fooled. I think I messed up before when I said DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on my top one wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver list, Jake. I, I still think, I know you said, I don't know how he is, what's that look like. I still think he's that guy, Jake. I mean, there are some catches in practice. Like I said, this is training camp. It's a little early, but D-Hop did have some nice snags in practice. Um, I know he's doing his thing. He's figuring his way out there in Tennessee. But I still think, Jake, he's still a top guy in the NFL. When you think about just right the quarterbacks that they have, who's going to get him the football? Talk about a sleeper, not Robert Woods anymore, but I'm going to go Malik Willis, Jake. I'm going to go Malik uh, being, being my sleeper. Um, hopefully he wasn't yours. I don't know if he was your sleeper, Jake, was he, or not? Okay. No. Good. good. No. I'm I'm surprised you picked him though. 
Yeah, I picked him, Jake, because I think we're going to see him. I think we're going to see him quicker than we want to see him. Um, you, you mentioned Will Levis. Like, who knows how that's going to work out? It's his first year in the league. I think when it comes to Malik Willis, he's going to have that chip on the shoulder. Um, who know, Jake, who knows what his, what his career is going to look like? Like you mentioned, who knows how long he's going to be in the league for. But just – I believe in him. You know, I believe in his ability uh, coming out of Liberty. And the reason why I do believe in, in him is because when he played Syracuse, he took us to the bar, to the barn, Jake, to the back barn. Um, he threw, he ran, he did it all. And I do think he can still do that in the NFL. I know we talk about this when it comes to black quarterbacks and what that looks like. I still have hope for Will Levis, Jake. And my hope for him is not the same as like a Geno Smith, right? But I would love to see that where he kind of rises under the, under the radar for a long time, for a little while, a couple of years, you know, back up, back up. And then at some point he finds his way, he emerges. Um, similar to Taylor Heineke, Jake, I want to see that from Malik Willis. So he's my sleeper. Um, like I said, I think we're going to see him this year, depending on how the quarterback position goes, if folks get hurt. Um, at this point, Jake, I'm always rooting for the third string quarterback on every football team because – after watching the Rams, we know we we're probably going to see the third string quarterback and probably someone else. And Doc talked about the Bengals last week. Who does who does their third string quarterback look like? So for me, I'm going to go my sleeper is Malik Willis. So my sleeper forgot to mention is Tajay Spears, a third round running back, top three running back in this draft, in my opinion, under Rieda Tulane. Uh, he was the engine for that offense. He just made them run. And I think he is going to be so beneficial because right now Derrick Henry is getting older. Uh, you can't just put 400 carries in this guy's you know belly. You're going to have to, you know, give it to somebody else. And I think Tajay Spears kind of takes off, especially now with, um, you know, Hilliard, you know, Dontre Hilliard is out the door. Uh, he's a free agent, but he's not currently with the Titans. So I think it's going to go with Tajay Spears. So I got him. And then we move on to the Houston Texans here, who I have as three. You have it too. Um, I think Houston, I mean, you have him higher than me, but I think Houston could be a problem. It could be a team you don't want to face. Not necessarily like they're going to win a lot of games, but I think they're going to be like a pain in the ass to deal with in like week 10 of the season where you're like, man, I'm right in wildcard contention. I got to play the freaking Texans who are playing like, you know, their hair's on fire. You know, I think D'Amico Ryans has a different demeanor. Um, you know, he's going to, you know, light a fire under their ass. And to be fair to Lovey Smith, I thought he did a nice job. That team had no talent, devoid of talent. And he did the most he could with that roster. Uh, they gave, uh, I think it was, what was the Colts or tech, uh, Titans last year a scare in, in week 18? Somebody. You know, the, yeah. he had them, he was coaching them up. You know, and so my sleepers, John Mechie, the third coming back from, uh, you know, his battle with leukemia, missing his first season in the NFL. So his entire rookie season, he battled that he's back. He's ready to go. And when I looked at Mechie in college and coming out in that draft, I was like, Mechie's the second best receiver in this draft. Like I've been high on Mechie from day one and that doesn't stop. I think you have Nico Collins. He's going to play on the boundary. You know, you have Robert Woods. He's kind of, you can line him up on the outside. You can line him up on the inside Mechie you can line up on the inside or outside he can get off the line of scrimmage he's one of the best route runners from his draft class in 2022 he was a second rounder I know they added Xavier Hutchinson I know they added Tank Dell but I feel like John Mechie because they added those two guys and because I'm constantly hearing about those two guys Cam 
I would say that John Mechie is that big sleeper that you need to know because, look, I get why you're sleeping on him. If you are, he didn't play last year, and there are not a lot of people that even know about that story. I don't feel like that got enough praise uh, that he battled that and he came back from that and, you know, persevered. And I think a lot of that has to be with, you know, DeMar Hamlin almost overshadowing him, you know, because of what he went through. But let's, like, make no mistake about it. The guy beat leukemia, and he's coming back, and he's going to be stronger than ever. And I think he deserves some some credit. So Mechie is a guy I'm really excited about, and he's my sleeper. But when I look at this team, Cam, you got a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills and Case Keenum. They are fine at quarterback. If, <clears throat> for whatever reason, C.J. Stroud doesn't start off well, it's okay. Yeah. Davis Mills, Case Keenum. If they find out that they're a good enough football team to win games, maybe even make a playoff run, Cam, those guys will be in there. Then you have Damian Pierce, who let's not forget last year, came him, uh, he came close to a thousand yard season, got hurt. So I feel good about him. Devin Singletary, I like the signing there. Uh, Zavian Valade was another guy that I almost mentioned for sleepers. Undrafted rookie free agent running back out of Minnesota. I like him a lot. I already mentioned the wide receivers. I love that Robert Woods is there. That is going to be so key for the young wide receivers. You have a veteran like that. Look at their offensive line, by the way, Cam. If you're worried about C.J. Stroud, and, and I, you know, I'll tell you this right now, it's not going to be protection. Look, Laramie Tunsil, Kenyon Green, Juice Scruggs, who they they get in the draft, uh, Shaq Mason, Titus Howard. These are veterans. They go out and get Dalton Schultz. That's kind of an underrated signing there. No one talks about that. Look at what he did, you know, with Dak in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks lean on that tight end as their safety net. I think Dalton Schultz and uh, Robert Woods are going to be very key in that veteran safety net, you know, very important security blanket role. And then the defense, Cam, you're a defensive guy. They go out, they get Will Anderson Jr. in the draft. They double dip. They traded back up into the first Loved that. They have Sheldon Rankins. They have Malik Collins, Jonathan Grenard. They have Christian Harris, who's a solid player in his own right. Denzel Perryman, I've always described his play as like it's a car accident waiting to happen. That guy is a battering ram. They also have a veteran who I think is underrated, does a lot, uh, doesn't get enough credit. Christian Kirksey, who you can just fill right in there. Your former teammate, Corey Littleton, who I love that he's getting the opportunity to play for this team. I think he is a great fit for what they're going to do. You know, they have Steven Nelson, veteran corner there. Desmond King in the slot. Derek Stingley, you know, obviously we know what he can do. Jalen Petre coming off a crazy season last year as a rookie. And Jimmy Ward. Cam, this team has a lot of talent. They're not devoid of talent anymore. So now you have D'Amico Ryans. You have Bobby Slowick coming over from the 49ers. So you have that familiarity there, right? And it's like you're, you're keeping things the way you want them. It's still comfortable, but you've all also stepped out of your comfort zone and got a Robert Woods that wasn't from the 49ers. You know, you went out and you got somebody like that. And so I think with this team, they don't have to make the playoffs. They have incredibly low expectations, but I'm here to tell you, and Cam, you have them as the second team. I'm here to tell you the incredibly low expectations are, are misguided. Definitely. <clears throat> Bro, I, I look at the Texans as the boogeyman. You know what I mean? They're the boogeyman. And to be honest, when I was with the Rams, like the 49ers weren't great. Like we, every time we lined up against the 49ers, the Rams weren't great. The 49ers weren't great. And we, would, we knew we would go to, like, we would take them to town, the 49ers. 
But we also knew that division rival. They also felt like the boogeyman. They had a guy like D'Amico Ryan's on the other side, coaching them up a solid as well. So I like the Texans as the boogeyman of this, of this division. Um, I think D'Amico Ryan's, he's going to cause some fits. You just talked about their defense. You talk about Denzel Perryman, Corey Littleton. Um, I was going to make Dare Ogumwale my, my sleeper at the running back spot, Jake, but Corey Littleton, I, you mentioned his name. I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's the sleeper. He's the guy, undrafted guy. Um, when he first came to the Rams camp, Jake, he was like 210, soaking wet, right? Not that heavy, but he can run. He can blitz. He can cover. One of the better corner, be, better covered linebackers that I have known, similar to Mark Barron, Levante David, Corey Littleton, is a the true definition of a sleeper and so i want to have him as mine there um and you talk about denzel perryman right like the fact the fact that they have two veteran linebackers that are pretty much at the top of their game jake right like they are going to their fifth and sixth year but they're at the top of their game they're still producing and i think they're gonna be able to run that defense really nicely and like you mentioned the fact that cj stroud has case keenum to back him up bro like that's you can't ask for any better than that. You want to make sure that that your veteran quarterback is able to sprinkle in some great information to your your rookie quarterback and, and go win some football games. I, I think we talk about Houston, I think is going to be jumping over there. Um, you talk about Will Anderson and even too, Jake, I know I'm looking at this draft list, Brandon Hill from Pittsburgh. He was one of the guys that I really like. I think he was one of my guys when we talked about our, guys, was. our guy segment of the way he hits, the way he covers. I just love what he brings to the table. So the Houston Tex- Texans, uh, the boogeyman, and Jake, let's not forget, um, wow, there's so many people that I like on this roster. Tank Dale, come on, receiver, causing some fits. Like him and Robert Woods are going to be going to town on that offensive side of the ball. So I think that the Texans, they can, they're going to cause some fits. Like we said, I think they're going to go number two in this division. And, uh, yeah, some people are going to be surprised by them. So we'll, we'll see how they get it done. I think another team that people are going to be surprised by your third team, my second team in the, uh, the AFC South here, I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts who I have some feelings about Jonathan Taylor. I know you're a player and I've been, I've been pro player. I don't like the way either party has handled this. I don't think Jonathan Taylor's in the right. I don't think his agent coming out and, and making a big deal the way he was on Twitter is in the right, but I don't think, I can tell you right now, I am not on Ursay's side either. I think they all are airing out dirty laundry and it looks absolutely unprofessional and disgusting. It yeah. makes me like it's Sean, I, like, Pay- Sean Payton esque. Like what what's in the water? Oh, you know, like Can I just say can I just say cause you mentioned it, right? Sean Payton. He's a slime ball. Okay. I'm just gonna say it right now. Dude is a straight up slime ball. Like I have, I have no issue for the Broncos. I have no issue with their fans. We had Chris Harris Jr. on. I know he has the Broncos, you know, near and dear to his heart. But Sean Payton is a slime ball. Like he is just like he got caught with the whole Bounty Gate thing. He was part of that, mm. and now he's coming out. And I, I love the way your former coach said it. Hackett was like, it's code. It's this code. You don't you don't go in. You don't trash the former guy that was in there. Leave that to the fans. Leave that to even the players if they want to do that. But you don't like Cam. We didn't come in here. So the the former hosts of uh, like say Believe in Rams, right? The yeah. former hosts of Believe in Rams, Doc Holliday and Isaac Bruce. We didn't come in and say, yeah, this show's about to be way better than those guys had. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what Sean Payton did. 
he came into Denver and was just like, it's going to be way better than that clown or that. Like, I don't know exactly the word usage he had, like the quote, but it was just messed up. And so I'm glad Aaron Rodgers was like, keep my head, uh, my coach's name out your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, and Jake, you're right. Like you talk about code, like it's kind of like also like when you're with your boys and like you go out or something and you're like one of your boys like goes back and tells your girl like, hey, I saw such and such. Like it's like, dude, like the, the code is like you, you handle your business when you go out as guys, you come back home, you, you do what you got to do. But like you said, keep that stuff under wrap. It's like I said, it's messy. Um, I think someone someone mentioned it on on air, but they were like, "Hey, like I know you, I know Sean Payton has stepped into the broadcasting space and whatnot, and he's sharing his thoughts and everything. But as a head coach, you have a responsibility, like you said, to protect other coaches, but also to protect this football game. And yeah, he better win, Jake. <laughs> Sean Payton better win some football games because I'll be the not. first one there if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's just the way it goes. And and I, like you said, Aaron Rodgers mentioned about Nathaniel Hackett great guy at the end of the day, great human he might not have success when he was at the broncos but that should not determine who he is as a person and sean payton's kind of rubbing that in his face and like you said that's not cool he may be getting older jake a little bit more senile like i don't know what the <laughs> hell sean payton was thinking but it, it was it wasn't cool it wasn't cool at no. all and um yeah we we won't be condoning that on this on this show and i know no, we're talking we'll call about it out we're talking about the saints next week and we we might have to bring that up a little bit too like hey guys uh, what's up with your what's up what's up with your old coach he's tripping <laughs> yeah i mean i i absolutely love that aaron Rodgers turned into will smith it was like keep my coach's name out your bleeping mouth yeah give him, like, a, give him the slap after that you yeah know? oh man uh because i mean that's basically what happened but yeah back to the colts here uh <laughs> back to the colts yeah that was the main topic was the colts <laughs> that uh, that whole thing is just abysmal and we're not going to get too much into it. Cause we do want to preview the Colts here. I'll be honest with you. My sleeper is Evan freaking Hull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Evan Hull, who they drafted out of Northwestern. We both liked him fifth rounder. Okay. He's the starter now because Jonathan Taylor's on a physically unable to perform list. And if he goes on the NFI, I don't think he plays the rest of the year. I'm just going to say it right now. I think he, he's like, I'm done with y'all. Um, Zach Moss broke his arm. So with Moss broken arm, Jonathan Taylor on the physically on foreign list, Jake Funk isn't starting. So Evan Hall is going to be the starter. I think he is the sleeper because I think people are looking at him like, oh, he's just a dude. Evan Hall is more than a dude. Go, go watch Evan Hall tape from Northwestern. The guy can pass protect. He can catch out of the backfield. He's a good runner of the football. Uh, he's reliable. I actually really look forward to that. But looking at the, the Colts in general, because that's just, you know, that's my sleeper. I think they have a good roster. Uh, I'm very excited about Anthony Richardson. Do I think it's the best move necessarily to just throw him into the fire? I mean, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl this year, no. But if you really don't care, I, then I guess yes. I mean, I, I think the the common misconception, Cam, is that there are quarterbacks that learn only by starting. There, there are also quarterbacks that learn only by sitting. Everyone, how many times did we learn in school that there's all these different methods of learning? Not everyone learns things the same way, you know? And so I, I, we don't know what Anthony Richardson is as far as a learner, but I can tell you right now, I do think he's going to learn a lot starting. Um, Gardner Minshew's there if he needs help. I think Minshew can win football games. I look at the offensive line. 
Ryman, uh, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Will Freeze, and Braden Smith. I think there's, you know, three of those five guys I think I feel really good about Smith, Quentin Nelson, and Ryan Kelly. Uh, Freeze, I don't really know. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a weaker link. And uh, Bernard Ryman, I like him, but again, a little bit of a weaker link. So we'll see what ends up happening there. The look at the offensive uh, weapons for Anthony Richardson. Unfortunately, he won't have one of the best running backs in the NFL in Jonathan Taylor, in my That's opinion. Brutal. I don't I don't think he's going to play. Um, I think they'll end up trading him. But wide receivers make up for it. Michael Pittman Jr., a guy that can go up high point the football, good route runner, gets off the line of scrimmage. Alec Pierce, I think, is going to be in for a really good year. Last year, people were hooting and hollering, oh, he only had 700-something yards. He's a rookie. Okay, just he's a rookie. Uh, not a bad season. Go look at Cooper Cup. He had like 860. Look at where he is now. Um, Isaiah McKenzie was an interesting pickup. Uh, you know, he played with the Buffalo Bills. He's somebody that can help you in special teams as well. But Josh Downs, their third round pick, I think you really liked him out of UNC. Josh Downs, I think, is really going to help them in slot. And there's a lot of reports out of camp that he and Anthony Richardson really developed a rapport through rookie minicamp, and it carried over. Um, I look at the defense cam, you know, you had the, uh, you had the, the suspension of uh, their corner. That's no longer on the team. Really unfortunate too. Um, you know, the gambling suspension, but oh, yeah. I think they have, it's going to help Darius rush potentially get on the field. Uh, Juju Brents also known as Josh Brents um, is going to be you know, he'll get on the field. You know, they like Julian Blackman. They have guys. I mean, Shaq Leonard's back and healthy, ready to go. EJ Speed, Zaire Franklin, uh, Samson Ibukam, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and Quiddy Pay. This is not a bad team, Cam. I didn't mention Jelani Woods either at tight end, who I think is going to be in for a really good year this year. Um, I mean, again, rookie quarterback, this is kind of the team. Like, you could probably get them at really good odds to win the division you know if a trevor lawrence god forbid a trevor lawrence goes down like the colts sitting there with that rookie quarterback where they're going balls to the wall they're going you know boom or bust here if they boom cam they're winning this division if something like that were to happen and so you know i just think it, it's gonna be like buckle up it's gonna be like video game like where you're just you're throwing caution the wind you're like you know what i know gardner Minshew has the higher overall rating but he doesn't have the speed Anthony Richardson has. He doesn't have the throw power. If I'm playing a video game, I'm going to go with the guy that has more speed and the throw power because I want to have some fun, Cam. Come on, fam. Like like you said it, Jake. I think you put Anthony Richardson in right away. Not having Jonathan Taylor at the Colts is going to be super, super tough, especially for a rookie quarterback because he knows the protections and he's, that much, he's dangerous. So when people have to game plan for him, Corners have the game plan for him. There's just a lot, a lot to do. But Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, that would have been that would have been insane. Unfortunately, it's not happening. And to be honest, Jake, I'm not sure how long Anthony Richardson is going to last for at that quarterback position if he doesn't have his workhorse in the backfield like that. So it's going to be interesting. We talked about this. The health of the quarterback starts, of course, at the offensive line, but that running back right next to him is also a savior as well, Jake. So I'm not sure how that's going to pan out, but the Colts, I think D'Amico is going to get on their ass. The reason why I say that, Jake, that's why I have Houston at number two is because you got you have a defensive coordinator as a head coach now 
who who's going to probably take advantage of th- that situation we just talked about. A new quarterback who's going to run the football a lot. He's going to get peppered up a little bit. He's going to throw the football nicely. But at the end of the day, the further you get in the season, running the football for Anthony is not going to be that attractive. I know he can do the backflip. I know he can do all those things. But you got, like you said, the best running back that's sitting on the bench now. Like, that's going to be super tough. So I hope they figure that figure that out. You mentioned Evan Hole um, having that, you know, being that guy. Like you said, he was my guy, uh, that home run ability. Um, I think he'll be a, he'll be a great running back for this team. And then going back to the receiver position for Anthony Richardson, who's going to throw the ball to you talked about Josh Downs being a great guy as well. Um, some of the notes I have for him here going back uh, was a, a comparison to Tyler Lockett. So if you've got anybody like Tyler Lockett on your team, athletically and then also leadership wise, you're going to be successful. So hopefully Josh Downs can be that for, for Anthony Richardson, but also, Going back to the defense, Jake, we talk about uh, uh, Ebucam, right? That that pass rush, and then also too, my sleeper, Zaire Franklin. <laughs> Zaire Franklin, I knew it. You knew it. You knew it. He's a sleeper. Wait, I said it too. Couldn't you tell? Yeah, you knew it. You knew it. Um, so Zaire, we went to Syracuse together, and I put together that list uh, of top ten top ten linebackers, and his buddy Leonard was on it, but he wasn't, and he felt some type of way. So he was like, you know what, Cam, I got to make sure that I ball out this year because. I want to make sure that I'm on these lists and I'm not being left out. And we kind of talk about how well people play. Zaire might have had his best season that he's ever had in his life, high school, college, NFL last year. Jake, he was fifth in tackles with 116, um, 40 assists, and, and was third in forced fumbles. So I know Leonard wasn't there, so Leonard couldn't eat up the rest of the tackles in the, in, in the production, but Zaire showed up and showed out. Jake, you talk about a guy that's six feet tall, 235. Like, that's, that, that doesn't really happen often in NFL. You think about London Fletcher, who was about 5'10", 5'11", who found the success, but linebackers who are of this height, this stature, you, you're more so thinking of like that 6'2", 6'3", like Leonard, but Zaire is getting it done, Jake, leading that defense and they, they struggled a little bit last year, but I do hope this year they're going to figure it out. Um, but I don't think they're going to be uh, – the Texans, though, Jake, I think they got their number called, man. I think the Texans will be the boogeyman of this division. and He's going to be on you again. He'll be like, what, you really have us a third? <laughs> but I, I got Zaire as my sleeper, though, so it's all good. You know, that's his yeah. team. And, and the reason why I have him at third, too, Jake, I think we talked about this with the Giants, but – when you don't pay your guys, I, it's hard to risk, it's hard to root for that. You know, it's hard to like say, "Hey, yeah, let me let me put you up first When you got the guy who is the best in the league, as going to the Giants, Saquon Barkley, Jake, when he stepped after Odell Beckham, like he was that guy for the Giants. So to not to not really invest in your guys like that, I know they franchise them, but not really like put the money down. Like, bam, you and me, we're doing this. It's hard to root for him, so I'm going. I'm going with the Texans because they got D'Amico Ryan there, and I think he's going to change that whole that whole environment up and, and take off. But the Colts they've they've been through a lot of coaching changes and a lot of a lot of work themselves. So who the hell knows what's going to happen there? <laughs> yeah, no, I think Shane Steichen is is the fascinating part of that with Anthony Richardson. Where does that go? Steichen, of course, everyone knows him as the offensive uh, coordinator for the Eagles that just played in the Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts. That same type of quarterback style. They're hoping, okay, maybe you can catch fire with Anthony Richardson. I think it's going to work out. Um, 
but that's long term, right? I have them going eight and nine, for instance, just to give you an idea. I don't have any team above 500 in this division except for the 12 and five Jaguars. I have them at number one, like you have them at number one. I think the Jaguars got even better, which is scary because Trevor Lawrence is really starting to come into his own, starting to develop and be, be that guy that everyone said he was going to be. Uh, Travis Etienne coming off his true rookie season last year looked really good. Those two come into the league at the same draft, same first round. Uh, you know, they were on the same team in college. There's just that that level of, I camaraderie. guess, camaraderie, rapport, like it's just not really like replicable or whatever. Yeah. I totally messed that no, up. You're but, spot on. You know, I just don't think you can replicate that. They go out and get your guy Tank Bigsby in the third round to help right. out Travis Etienne to keep him in wraps because you don't want to get him hurt. Yeah. They also got Snoop Connor, who they drafted uh two years ago. They have Dearness Johnson, who I think is underrated. Mm-hmm. Jermichael Hasty can help you in the passing game. And then you have the receiving weapons. I let me let me make this very clear. I understand what Calvin Ridley did was wrong, <laughs> but he he gave an entire season away, and he is back now. Mm. And he is not Deshaun Watson. Mm. He does not have that stuff off the. It it was gambling again, wrong. But he paid the price. He had a full year punishment. Calvin Ridley is going to own the NFL this year. Yeah. He is going to be a monster. When you look at a guy that can take the top off the defense the way he can, while also running a full-on route tree, having the hands, and having a quarterback to get him the ball every which way, it is a perfect matchup. But now think about this. You have Calvin Ridley. You also add him to Zay Jones. You add him to Christian Kirk. And you add him to Evan Ingram. I love it. Yeah. I think Ridley is he, like if you play fantasy football, I shouldn't be saying this because I'm going to be playing with most of you. Uh, Ridley <laughs> should be on every single yeah. roster. He is going to be amazing, Cam. And I think you look at the defense, right? Defense looks amazing. I mean, I don't love their secondary as much as others, but Tyson Campbell, I think, is a stud. Uh, you know, they have Trey Herndon. I'm not as high on him. They do have Darius Williams, who I am high on. So Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, 2021 second round pick. Campbell has really turned it on. I like those two. Uh, My sleeper for the Jaguars is your sleeper, Andre Sisco. Ah, well done. Okay. Well done. So so he's been, so a little fun fact about him. He's been on my uh, IDP Dynasty League uh, since I drafted him uh, in, I think it was 2021. He was drafted in the third round of Syracuse. Cisco just gets better and better and better. The more I watch him, just his instincts have always been there, right? But it's about applying the instincts while also getting the speed of the game down. And now that he can play at the speed that is required for an NFL starting safety, he is dangerous, man. He's a playmaker. He's a guy that can hit you. They went out and got Antonio Johnson. They have Wingard in there. They also have uh, Rayshon Jenkins, who's also a good safety in his own right. That secondary is going to be carried by four guys. I just mentioned them. Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, Andre Sisco, and Rayshon Jenkins. And that doesn't even factor in what they have in that front. They have Trayvon Walker. They have Devin Lloyd. They have Foy Oluokan. They have Josh Allen. 
the the other Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, the quarterback. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roy Robertson Harris. Okay, they have uh, Devon Hamilton. They have Foley uh, Fadukasi. Okay, so they got those big guys in the trenches. They went out and got Adam Gotsis. Michael Dogby is somebody that I really like. So, Cam, I just really like. And oh, they asked, they got Chad Muma by the way uh, in the twenty. 20- uh, 2022 draft. They uh, signed. They re- they brought back Dwayne Smoot. Yasir Abdul is one of my guys that we talked about, mm-hmm. and then uh, one guy that I'm forgetting, Caleb uh, K- uh, on Chason. So they kind of have depth all over the place on their defense. I really like their defense. I think the Jaguars only got better. I think Calvin Ridley will be what you see immediately. He's just going to stand out like a sore thumb cam. But that defense has guys like Andre Sisco who are going to kind of fall under the radar, but it's not going to matter because what they're doing on the football field is going to lead to more W's. You're right, Andre Sisco. That's my sleeper as well. Go orange, dang <laughs> it. Um, a lot of my a lot of my sleepers are Syracuse guys. You know, go figure. But they can ball. Zaire balled last year for the Colts, so he he deserves that spot. And then Andre does as well. Like you mentioned, he's just getting better and better each year. And Jake. To do well out in Jacksonville, Florida, like it's, bro, each practice is crazy hot. So the fact that they did as well they did last year and overcame adversity, like hats off to you guys, Jag. So they got a great head coach. So, you know, that makes things a lot easier, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anytime you got a a head coach um, that has Super Bowl experience, your team is going to do pretty damn well. So you talked about them uh, leading the division. I, I have... I have full faith that they will, Jake. <clears throat> How far they will go in the division? I mean, when they get to that playoffs, I'm not sure. Doug Peterson ha- has experience um, being with the Eagles and now the Jags, so we'll see where he takes the squad. But uh, I'm excited to see where they go. Um, like I said, Andre Cisco is my sleeper. Then, Jake, let's let's just talk. Let's just talk about you know this whole gambling issue and how a lot of the players are you know getting. Um, getting set out for the year and we're talking about fantasy football here right and like if, if things get really really sticky but one thing i will say <clears throat> you, you talked about having that that umph right once you step back on the football field you mentioned calvin ridley taking the the league by storm jake just seeing him live when he played for the falcons was insane right you got who you got julio jones who can ball out who can run some great routes probably possible hall of famer i know he's a free agent right now but calvin ridley when he was playing for the falcons i mean was he better than than, than um was he better than julio jones at that point i'm not sure jake but the way he tore up our defense as when, the, when i played for the buccaneers it, it made no damn sense so I, I think when you know i think i saw a training camp clip of him um it was zay jones and then it was calvin ridley running a route and it was probably like a little simple route, you know. So Zay was kind of running at like 75% speed. Bro, Calvin was going 120 because, like you said, he has that chip on his shoulder. So I think that's going to show, and I think that's going to accelerate them a little bit further in the playoffs. I just said I don't know how far they'll go, but just kind of thinking about it now, thinking about the juice that he's bringing to the table, I think they're going to I think they're gonna push things forward a bit and push it forward nicely. So Jags, looking, looking spooky. 
when they made that trade, there were not enough people talking about it because mm-hmm. they made it when he was suspended. He got traded when he was suspended mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. That was so genius because the Jaguars knew what they had at quarterback. They knew what they had in that receiving room. And Marvin Jones, I mean, he went back to the Lions. He wasn't, you know, he he just it wasn't really a fit in Jacksonville, which is fine. They had that veteran there for a year or two. And now it's like Christian Kirk, you know, coming off a really good year. Yeah. Zay Jones, good receiver. Yeah. Evan Ingram has found his calling. It's with the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, you have Calvin Ridley who you're like in the, I'm sure you're probably in the playoffs. Like, man, would it be nice to have Calvin Ridley right now? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I think they beat the chiefs that they had Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, Jake, they got in the playoffs. They won some games that they probably, yeah, they they they've been through some battles in the playoffs. Even to get there, they've been through some battles, and I don't think they would have been even greater battles if they had Calvin Ridley. Because you have to double team him, you have to keep an eye on him, and then you yeah. got guys like Travis Etienne coming out of the backfield. And I've always mentioned this, but he reminds me of Alvin Kamara, just how smooth he runs, the way and his patience, the way he finds a hole. I played against him at Clemson. I played against um, you know that that Clemson squad, and you talked about just their camaraderie. You can't beat it. So even going back to the Colts conversation is like, like I know there's a new quarterback, a rookie quarterback, but to not have one of the best running backs in the leagues in the league side by side with you, like that's that's a little bit tough. So I know the bond he's building at training camp is great right now, but like think about how much quicker it would have been if Jonathan Taylor was there and he was able to oh, yeah. have that protection, that safety net. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But going back to the Jags though. I like what they have. They got Tank, Tank Bigsby. He was one of my guys as well. Um, Tank, you know, home run runner. Um, I know a lot of times I think for him is he likes to find the edges a lot. And so hopefully he can take a note from from Brother ETN and find the inside gap. But, man, this uh, this team looking good. Yeah, they got Anton Harrison the first round. Some people thought they should have gone with you know a pass rusher wide receiver gone sexy they decided to build from the inside out love doing that you know they have walker little there they do have cam robinson on a suspension so Mm -hmm. you know when he comes back that'll help out their offensive line luke fortner last year's third round pick ben barch another pick brandon scherf was kind of their big marquee signing so they still have him and they went out and got chandler brewer uh out of free agency who played really well for the los angeles rams um, when he was healthy so yeah I mean I think I think Jacksonville is looking at another year where you know I have them as the fourth seed um, you know I have them taking on the Ravens in the first round and I think that's definitely a game they can win first round of the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah man hey Jacksonville Duval <laughs> respect <laughs> it I think after last year Jake I think after last year seeing what they did I, I respect them anytime you play against them you, I, I, you'll respect it so Hey, let's let's see where the uh, head and shoulders uh, hair, what he does this year, because, man, every time I see a Clipper video is looking better and better. So uh, I I do hope that his O-line can protect him, keep him healthy, Jake, because we do know that when your premium quarterbacks in the NFL are healthy, football is better. At the end of the day, we love those stories. um, And so I want to make sure I want to I want to I'm praying that these guys stay healthy to the end. So, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, that's going to do it for us on this episode. We'll have the NFC South uh, standing project, uh, projections and preview show uh, next week. But as always, before we go away uh, for a little bit, 
we have a birthday celebration. Hey. We're going to give a special happy birthday shout out to, uh, well, an AFC South legend in his own right. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he was part of the All Decades team. He was a big part of that offense with Peyton Manning. Edgerin James. Happy birthday to Edgerin James. And uh, yeah. That's, that's what we got here. Edgerin's turning 45 today. Okay. Keeping it young, right? Wisdom, increased wisdom. Um, so Edgerin James, man, happy birthday. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us. You guys take care, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Later, folks. Peace.